0: Welcome to Summon Your Superhuman. I'm your host, Ria Mestiza, holistic health coach, mind-body performance practitioner, and this is the pull-the-curtains-back insight into how everyday superheroes have experienced tapping into their superhuman potential. To go from fear, frustration, and struggle to soaring next-level astronomical heights, I believe we all have more amazing within us than we know. I believe we all have unique superpowers, and I believe we all deserve to be our superhuman best. So let's dive in. Welcome superhuman. I have a, uh, an exciting guest and podcast lined up for you today. Her name is Dr. Marsha Evans. She is a high vibe manifestation coach all the way from Miami. <laughs> she has her doctorate in clinical psychology with a concentration in forensics. She spent approximately 10 years training and working in various prison mental health departments across the country. She climbed her way up the corporate ladder after receiving her degrees by age 26 and truly thought she had made it. However, over time, the prison system burnt her out. After experiencing depression for the first time in early 2020, she decided to take a break from her job. This is where it all began. Shortly thereafter, she experienced three pretty traumatic events resulting in tremendous grief and a near-death situation. These events were the catalyst to her spiritual awakening and the moment she radically changed her life. She went on a deep healing journey and began learning the principles behind manifestation. In a short period of time, Dr. Marsha began to manifest all sorts of things like free first class flights, 10K to invest in her Airbnb business, a free house, (laughs) free dentist appointments, the list goes on. But what mattered the most to her was she manifested her peace and happiness. Dr. Marsha now teaches others to manifest their deepest desires through a combination of spirituality, psychology, and a touch of science. Welcome to the show, Dr. Marsha.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here.
0: <laughs> I wish I was interviewing you in person in Miami, but that's a- <laughs> we'll get there one day.
1: I, I wish I you are.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, clinical psychology in forensics did. Is that an area that you always knew you wanted to get into?
1: Yes. Like, believe it or not, like, forensic and, like, the criminal mind and working in the prison system, the court system was always, like, my dream job for, for a, a good chunk of my life. And, you know, like, I went to school for it. I did all my studies, my practicing, and I was just so gun ho about it. And I loved it. I loved it for quite a, quite a bit of time until, you know you know, it was just no longer, it was no longer for me. You know, a lot of times we, we think we are going on this, this certain trajectory in life. Like we think we have this like plan and idea of how life is going to look. And then something crazy happens like COVID <laughs> and mm. now you have to slow down or now you have to stop and, and start over. And for me, that's what I had to do. I, it was no longer fulfilling for me. It was no longer bringing me bringing me fulfillment bringing me joy and also it became it became very stressful
0: mm. did you work um mainly with women or men or a mixture of both or
1: so I did a mixture of both mainly men but I also did women for a little while and also juvenile so kids
0: wow that yeah, would have been full was... on <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure and so you, you've done this for approximately ten years, and then mm-hmm. you yourself then started to experience some mental health. You know, you said you experienced some depression for the first time.
1: Yeah. So here's the thing, right? Like when you're in, when you're working in the mental health field, sometimes or in general, we kind of get lost in the sauce, and you don't really realize what was what's happening. And sometimes, you know, you have like high functioning disorders or dis-ease you know the body's at a dis-ease mm-hmm. and you know I was like functioning functioning at a, like high depression you know like I was depressed but it didn't present as depression you know like it just presented as overwhelmed and it presented as procrastination up until I started seeing more of the traditional um things you would see in depression like um very, very sad and like crying and all, all of that. And I think, I think what happened in, in that time period was I got to the point where I knew I couldn't do it anymore. Like once I really knew that I cannot, I can no longer mask it. I can no longer put this facade of, um, being okay, or being the strong one or still providing treatment because that is, that, if you, if you are experiencing like depression, anxiety, or anything, and trying to help others that are also experiencing the same thing, that's not helpful, and it becomes detrimental in the long run. So I had I needed to take a break.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, any any sort of service where you're working one-on-one with people, and especially when there's a lot of emotional trauma and you know, a lot of things that you're, I mean, you're dealing at the, at the front line of a lot of, a lot of things. <laughs> and so it's hard not to take that on board. And, um, you know, maybe something they don't teach you is, is perhaps how to not energetically take that, that on as well.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. They, they don't really teach you the energy, thing, <laughs> the energy side of things, you know? And, um, yeah, it was just, it was just a really bad environment, you know, it's just, it was just not, not a good environment towards the end.
0: Towards yeah. the
1: end, it just started to take a toll on me.
0: Yeah. And so this is when you experienced not one, not two, but three <laughs> quite traumatic events.
1: Is yeah. That- it was, it was crazy. Cause you know, when you're in a situation, right. And you know, it's time to go, mm-hmm. you know, it is. whether it's the relationship, whether it's the job, whether it's a friendship, you know, when your time has expired. And I knew before this all happened in the beginning of the pandemic. So March, 2020 was when everything started to happen. I knew before March, 2020 that I was, it was time to go, but I had all these excuses. I had, Oh my God, I worked so hard to get all these degrees at this young age. I can't leave. Or, Oh my God. Um, I, 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 I need, I need, quote unquote, need this job in order to survive or they paying me really well, the benefits are good. So there's a lot of like things that were holding me back, but then I came to a point where I just couldn't do it anymore. Burnout hit crazy and there has to come a time in life where you choose yourself first there has to come a time in a period in 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 life where you're you say you know enough is enough and I decided to take I decided to take a break I decided to take a break and I went on sick leave initially and like literally this was the end of March pandemic started happening Mm -hmm. no one knew what COVID was at the time and I was like i definitely not staying in this environment during whatever the hell this is Mm -hmm. (laughs) currently and I took my break and then literally within the next week my aunt got COVID and then a few days later it was discovered that my grandma had COVID then my aunt passed and my grandma passed and then I had a near death situation and that all really taught me how one life is too short two you have to do what makes you happy you have to do what what brings you peace and i entered my spiritual awakening you know like that was when i really started to realize like all this stuff doesn't matter what matters the most is me you know like Mm. you have to put yourself first and i didn't realize that i knew that you know obviously we we talk about putting ourselves first but when you're in it you are Mm. not you're choosing a job you're choosing a relationship you're choosing codependency you're choosing something Mm for you to to put yourself first and that you know that wasn't that wasn't okay. So, you know, fast forward, I didn't care about the degree. I didn't care about how much money I was making. I didn't care about any of that stuff. I just really really wanted to feel happy. The mm. degree, all that, I didn't care.
0: Yeah. It unfortunately generally takes something like that, you know, like losing someone close to you and just feeling that unease in your own heart that like I know I've worked hard I've had a great career but I need to do something that's going to truly make me happy and yeah unfortunately it does take losing someone close to you and and the uncertainty of what's what's happening because then it's when you truly hone in on what's important to you which is you (laughs) yeah so insert you know this journey now where you're And when you say spiritual awakening, I mean, this obviously means a lot of different things for a lot of people, Um, you know, for myself personally, my spiritual awakening was reconnecting to who I was, you know, reconnecting to who I am and what I truly want to do and be in this life. So how how was your opening to this world?
1: Yeah. I think I can really relate to that. And especially the being part, you know, a mm. lot of times we're go, 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 go. We have to get this done. We have to finish this. And I, it was like my whole world shut down and I had to just be, mm. so my spiritual awakening was being, is being, my spiritual awakening is surrendering, surrendering to the moment and just allowing God ancestors, this universe. You know, everybody that's on the, the, the team to, to handle things because I realized that we have very little control over a lot of things, and I needed control before all of this. And then in that moment, in that in the month of between March and April, I realized how little control I had, and the only thing I could have done was to surrender. And I think for me, that's what, that is the biggest message that I have received throughout this entire journey to, one, find myself in do things that truly make me happy, despite what other people have to say. And also just being, being in the moment because, you know, we are human beings, beings living a spiritual experience. So it's like just being was really big.
0: Yeah. And obviously a lot of this has unpacked for you from experiencing your own near-death experience right when you're when you're was it a more of an an instant like was it a quick kind of occurrence that happened or was it a prolonged you know it was
1: definitely like a quick a quick thing it was definitely it was it was it it was because sometimes you know it could have been worse it
0: Mm -hmm. definitely
1: definitely like quick quick quickish thing yeah but learning, relearning who I am and letting go of um, what I thought things were going to be mm-hmm. after was what was hard. And sometimes it still is, you know, because, you know, you, you have this like mindset over the years, like, you know, a lot of people, you know, they go to school to get a good job to do all the things. And then there, most people are miserable. <laughs> most people aren't happy yeah. with where they what they're doing and even even so like I was very told throughout my life you go to school you get a good education then you do the 401k and then you retire and then you die and it's just like Mm -hmm. that's it you know but that was what I was taught and that's what I knew so sometimes though the experience was relatively quick the aftermath of relearning who I am was is And still can be very challenging.
0: Yeah, I get you. So it it is because it's like, I mean, you see the light and then it's symbolic almost as... The, this old version of you is now laid to rest and then this new version of you is now to come to life so uh, that's very very exciting and so is a lot of the things that I was uh, introducing that has has manifested from from what you've now opened up so so take us through you're, you're like learning who you are and and then how did you end up doing what you're doing now
1: right so okay so when I quit my job right, I had to figure out money. But well, you know, I had to figure mm-hmm. out how I was actually survive And though I was making good money at the time, my spending habits were was pretty poor. And I had like, you know, you know, just money traumas and a lot of money wounds about how to actually keep money, save money, all things. And I was just like, well, I had all these boundaries. I was like, I'm not going back into the prison system. I'm not doing hospitals i'm not doing private practice i had all these boundaries all these things that i was not going to do so i said you know what i'm going to do anything and everything that i wanted to do that i saw on youtube (laughs) so i initially started youtubing how to like wholesale properties i I wholesale wholesale properties for a little while and then i was like ah, this is this is too much work i don't really want to do this and then i was like well i like to travel i travel a lot um let me do airbnbs because when i travel i only stay in airbnbs so here's the right i was working with a real estate mentor at the time and i i was closing deals with wholesaling and i had closed my first deal when working with her she reposted me on like instagram like oh my god congratulations tomorrow she closed her deal blah 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 and prior to that I did this method known as the three six nine method, and we're gonna talk. I'm gonna go in more details in that in a second. But I knew that I no longer wanted to do wholesaling, but I needed ten thousand dollars U.S. U.S. dollars mm-hmm. to um, start my Airbnb business. So what I did was I asked God, ancestors, universe for ten thousand dollars to start my real estate business. Uh, Subconsciously or consciously, really, I knew I wanted for Airbnb, but I was also okay with getting $10,000 for a wholesale deal. So, long story short, I did this method where I wrote down three times in the morning, six times in the afternoon, and nine times at night saying, Thank you, God, Ancestors Universe, for providing me with $10,000 to begin my real estate journey. I'm so happy and grateful. I wrote that sentence out three times in the morning, six times at night, six times in the afternoon, and nine times at night. Mm-hmm. And fast forward to my real estate mentor reposting me. Someone saw her post. He reached out to me and he was asking me about a deal that I had under contract because he wanted to get the property. We were talking back and forth through emails. And Within like three days, we hopped on a call and he was just talking to me. He was like, oh, I really love your like energy. I really love what you're doing. What do you see yourself doing at? Um, do you, co- you want to continue wholesaling? And I was like, oh, no, I really don't like it, honestly. <laughs> um, I really want to get into Airbnb, but I quit my job. I don't have money, all these things. And then he was just like, well, how much, how much would you need? And I said, you know, I would need about $10,000 to get started. And he was like, oh, that's it? And he he mailed me a check of ten thousand dollars and I knew him for three days. So Mm. that's how one of the one of the one of my first large manifestations Mm. occurred and amazing since yeah, everything just been happening.
0: Yeah. Uh, a free house? What was the
1: other one? (laughs) That was interesting. Yeah, so the free house. That's yeah, that one, that one's really interesting because over time, right? When you, I like to say that manifestation is, is a lifestyle. Manifestation is, you know, sometimes people are like, oh my God, I have to think positive. And mm-hmm. if I don't think positive, then this is not gonna come th- true. And I, I think the the lens that I look at it from is like, you know, psychology and energy, a lot of energy. And you have to get your energy behind it. You have to believe what you actually want because whenever you believe something and truly believe it, then it comes to you. So I here in the States, the rent for homes were like crazy.
0: Mm, Crazy. Especially in Miami.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Over time, I, you know, was just practicing my energy, changing my subconscious mind, rewiring the subconscious mind and really trusting and surrendering to know that anything I want can, can happen. And basically what happened was we, my boyfriend and I had to move out of our apartment because our rent went up like almost a thousand dollars extra
0: wow. a
1: month. Which was which is crazy mm-hmm. for a home. Like I mean one bedroom. It was a one bedroom uh place at the time. Wow. And I was just jokingly saying to him, I just wish someone would buy me a house. Just laughing and he was like, well maybe and I was like, yeah nah, no one would ever do it. <laughs> and you know, I I don't know, I just felt I just felt like something or someone would be able to do it. So I went out and got my journal and I scripted, I wrote out exactly what I wanted, how I wanted it and, you know, expressed gratitude and all of that. And literally two or three days after that, I was speaking to a family member and I was just loosely speaking to her. And I was like, you know, I just wish someone would buy me a house because it's so expensive (laughs) in Miami. And she was like, Oh, I've been sitting on some money. I, I can do that, and literally <laughs> bought me bought the house, wow. bought the house, and we actually turned that also into an investment property, uh, Airbnb as well. So it's just been it's just been crazy. But when it comes to manifestation, I can't express this enough. You know, like yes, think positive, but also it's humanely impossible to think positive all the times. Mm. What I like to say is identify what your thoughts are. Address the low vibrational thinking and then let it pass. Don't remain fixated on that quote unquote negative thought or low vibrational thought because when you remain fixated on that thinking, when you remain fixated on that thought, that's when depression, that's when anxiety, that's when all the things start to come up. And now you are now continuing to manifest anxiety, depression, things that things aren't, things that aren't going
0: your way. Wow. There there is a lot there. And, uh, the, one of the things that was coming through when, when you were sort of talking about like just having the conversations about what you wrote, you wrote down personally, when I write things down, I'm a little, it's going to sound strange, but perhaps shy to speak about it perhaps, you know, and, um, ask. I find that uh, with myself and, and with a lot of women that I've worked with, we have difficulty in asking for things. And it, it's because it's, it's. I don't know why the ask is so hard, right? Like it's, it, it really isn't. It's just a conversation. It's like you said, you know, I was just having a conversation with a family member, you know, wouldn't it be great if someone just bought me a house? And she's like, well, actually, you know, and in in the grand scheme of things we all do want to help each other so it's like why why are we so fearful of asking for help when we need it or when we feel like we you know we we could use some help
1: right 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 i think the biggest thing is maybe trusting and believing that others want to help you Mm. know like we we as as women we're really nurturing at the Mm. core we constantly want to give help but when it comes to us we don't want to receive we don't want to be the receivers and I think it's because we don't trust others to to give us or we say oh I can do this it's okay not like really receiving the help I think once we like again surrender and once we surrender and just let mm-hmm. go of um things not going our way or let go of believing that you know because sometimes the the thinking the thinking pattern is maybe this person really doesn't want to help me or maybe this person wants to help me but they want something out of it or maybe you know there's always some type of ill intent underlying those those thoughts and I think it also depends on the person so really identifying what is the thought is it fear is it anxiety do you do you trust this person like what's happening and then just allowing and then also I would say like start off small you know like let's say someone's willing to buy you, I don't know, a taco, instead of saying, no, I got it, just allow it, just mm. allow it, and what happens, and when you allow it, have the thoughts of, wow, I'm so grateful that this person bought me a taco.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely, and it's not having resistance to that, and I, I like even in how you're talking about your methods, It's it is a method of surrendering, when you talk about um, not just being positive but it's like uh, having those intentions but also honoring uh the shadows that will you know arise from that and where is that fear or that uh that boundary that you've set for yourself coming from and then flowing through uh, i really like that visual that you created there when you spoke about that and that really does speak mounds to how you said surrendering was the catalyst for this belief system and this um Oh, I mean, it really is. It's a belief system in yourself. Was there anyone behind you that was, you know, encouraging that belief in yourself at that
1: time? Um, yes and no. You know, like over time, I have found like a spiritual mentor and, you know, reading books. My boyfriend was um, pretty supportive, but I haven't really, it was, I think it's a decision that you have to make with yourself. Mm. oh like with anything else if if there's something you really want to do or if there's something that's pushing you to do it you it comes to a point where you can't ignore it anymore it comes to a point where you almost like have to do you know you don't have to do anything but it it kind of feels like this is it i think that's that that's what it was like you know things started aligning aligning. people started coming into my life it was just it was just crazy once i was just like you know what i'm done doing something that no longer serves me and i think that's the hard part you know a lot of times People are so comfortable with where they are, no matter how miserable, no matter how unhappy they are, that they fear that should they do what they actually want to do, they will fail. When a lot of times it's quite the opposite. When you step out on faith, when you step out and believe and have that um, unwavering faith that everything will work out, it almost has no choice but to work out. Mm. You know, like I always say like, There's nothing in the sky that says, Ashley, you cannot become a millionaire. There's nothing written in the sky that says that, right? Mm. There's nothing stone that says you can't be a full-time mom. There's nothing, there's nothing written in stone. It's the belief system that um, people have. Mm.
0: Yes. I just, As you were just saying that, I'm just thinking it's like we're, we're basically co-creating with God, right? You know, people think that we're here and everything's scripted and, you know, everything's already predetermined. Even if it were, we don't know what the script says. So, exactly. you know, <laughs> so why right. not try to just branch out and see what you're capable of? Because if you're at an intersection of your life and you go left... You never know if right was the right way because now you've you've committed to going left, and that's that's the direction, you know. And, and whatever hurdles and uh, achievements that you get on that path, well, then that's that's your path, and you chose it, you know. <laughs> you <laughs> you're honoring that fire within you because, like you said, it's like when you're at that point where you like you that intersection where you you just. You cannot physically continue doing what doesn't serve you. So you're like, I have to choose a new direction.
1: Right, right, exactly. And I I like that you said that we're co-creating with God, right? Because that is so, so true. And I think sometimes that goes over people's heads, Mm -hmm. you know, like we're in a co-creation process. The thing is, right, we define the what, right? We figure out what do we want. So for example, I knew I wanted to start Airbnb. That was the, what the, how is up to God, ancestors, universe, whatever, whatever you believe in, right? Like the how is up to them. And that's where the co-creation process happens. I didn't know this person. I only knew him for three days Yeah, that I would never have thought he would have provided me this money. Now, if I was fixated and trying to figure out where this money was going to come from and trying to like reach out to all these people, it would have been a lot harder to get the money. But I literally just, I I did the three, six, nine method. I did it three times, six times, nine times. And I did it for seven days straight. After that, I let it go. I I forgot about it. I was like, you know what? Let's just see what happens. Mm
0: -hmm. Surrendered.
1: I just let it go because the how doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. There's so many crazy stories that I've heard or seen with my clients where I'm just like, say what (laughs) that's what happened but the what the intention the belief that is the work that you know we have to do to to get behind what we want and then the how is the easy part the how is up to up to god Mm.
0: i think that's the beautiful part of of you know the work that we do you know there there are a lot of alignment in in what in what we do and how we help people and it's that uh They have to have that belief in themselves, but then having someone believe in you and encouraging you to write your dreams down, write your desires and things down and and actually looking at it tangibly and going, okay, that that feels good. Like, how does that feel in your body when you write down that I want to be, you know, this, or I want to travel to, how does that feel in your body?
1: Right. For me, it depends on what it is. Right. Mm-hmm. It really depends on what it is. And I, a lot of times it just feels like freedom. It feels, I don't want to say like the cliche word, but good, you know, it feels, good. <laughs> it, feels it feels flowy, you know, like it doesn't feel like Stringent, you know, where you're just like, Oh, I have to get this done. It just feels just so flowy. And I think the reason why, like with the scripting and the 369 method and all the things, I I always throw in gratitude, right? And I always, always, always say things when I'm writing things down. I say it in 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 the present tense. And the reason why is when you're when the brain first off, there's no such thing as time. Time is an illusion, but that's probably another topic for another day. (laughs) Um, When we say things in the here and now, you know, our brain, the subconscious mind is registering it as if we already have it now. Mm -hmm. So say things a lot of times in the present tense, all the time in the present tense, when I'm writing and scripting and all this stuff, because it's in the here and now. And that's what the brain knows when your brain Believes it, your energy starts to change. When your energy starts to change, then you start to attract things. But in addition to that, I also throw in gratitude. I always, always throw in gratitude because, you know, when you are grateful for what you already have, more of what you want always comes to you. Mm-hmm. And, and like it's law, like it has no choice but to come to you. So remaining grateful for what you already have. And I know sometimes it's really hard when they feel like, it it's it's crashing when things feel like the world is going to end your world is going to end but i'm telling you when you are grateful for what you already have what what you appreciate appreciates mm. and then that's
0: it <laughs> yes <laughs> yes and wow exactly i agree 100 with everything you just said and This um, 369 method, did you come up with this or was this something that you came across in your learnings?
1: Oh, yeah. No. So it was actually developed by a a genius really called Nikola Tesla. Mm -hmm. And he um, was all about numbers. He really specifically said that the numbers 369 are super powerful. He did like weird things. He would walk around buildings three times, six Mm -hmm. times and Because he said that everything is connected to those numbers, and those numbers and the combination of those numbers is what really changed the energy or the vibration. He's created Mm like lights and like some smartphones and all kinds of things, and he uses this method all the time. So. When you repeat things in general, right, when you are repeating things over and over and over, like an affirmation, um, your subconscious mind eventually has no choice but to believe it, um, mm-hmm. because that is what you're telling yourself. Same thing, if you are affirming that you are broke, you're going to feel broke. And then you're going to attract brokenness. Like for me, even when I was making over six figures and doing all, all when I was working 9 the 95 and making over six figures, you know, like I used to tell myself I'm broke all the time. I used to say I'm broke. I used to say, I don't have the money. I used to like tell people I can't go because I'm broke. And what happened? What happened was I felt broke. I literally felt broke. Even if I had a little money, I felt broke. And because I kept telling myself I was broke, I was vibrating at brokenness, essentially. Mm-hmm. What was happening? attracting car breaking down. I was attracting um, unexpected bills, like all the crazy stuff. The mm-hmm. moment I started to change my thinking patterns and started to tell myself I'm abundant, abundance started to flow. It was like night and day. And you know, it was hard. You know, it wasn't like over- overnight. I was just saying I was abundant and feeling it. No. Um, But it was work that I did to start to attract the abundance in my life. And Mm -hmm. I think, you know, like the things that I talk about and the things that you talk about, too, they're very simple. Like they're very simply said, but yet so complex because we're uh, people, humans are just not used to these things. But I'm also here to say that it's it, it can also be really easy. You just have to practice it.
0: Yeah, Absolutely. I think when people hear about this kind of work, you know, they think, ah, oh, it's just you. You're just lucky, just you know, just luck, basically. Yeah. But it's it isn't. You know, that a lot of people who actually watch something like The Secret or something, and then they they just go, oh, I'm just going to say million dollar checks going to arrive in the post and and wait back. But really, in the back end, in their, in their brain, like you said, they don't actually believe. That the check is going to come but they they check the mailbox and they go "Ah, that hasn't arrived today and they keep wishing and you know then they might forget about it and check the mailbox check this comment one day I've asked for it it's going to come isn't that how it works you know like they've got that preconceived you know disbelief in it it's it's like "Ah, whatever but it's like when you were talking about not, not just an affirmation. It's like, I am abundant and you believe it and you feel it. And it's that you're actually resonating that into your physiology. Then it becomes a true belief because you embody it because you right. believe I'm abundant and you've practiced gratitude, which it like you said, it's simplistic. And I've I've, I've experienced this with clients where I've said, look, just before you go to bed, you know, you and your partner just say five things that you're grateful for in that day. And mm-hmm. most people actually find that really hard. Five? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, like five things. Like, how hard is that? Like, I'm grateful for my mom. I'm grateful for my job. Like, I'm, oh, I'm grateful for this house over my, like this roof over my head. Like, it shouldn't be that difficult now. Like, oh, five. And I was like, yeah, yeah. like five every yeah. night Do that and do that for like a month you know, and then start to to feel the changes in your body that, that actually come from that. Cause then you're like, wow, actually I do have a lot of things to be grateful for.
1: Exactly. Exactly. I I love that. And I think you also touch on a really important point, a point when you talked about like the physiological, the the physical part, Mm -hmm. part of us where there's a study by um, a scientist known, I think he's a scientist or maybe he's a psychologist known as a Dr. Emoto and what he did. did the water study Mm. and basically he had different participants hold two cups of two different cups of water and he would say no he had different participants hold um each cup of water and he would say okay this cup feel love this cup feel anger this cup feel fear this cup um they listen to heavy metal music and what he realized was with each cup, the water molecules look different. The water molecules under a microscope was um, very different. And he concluded that our bodies is made up of 70% water. So if you are constantly feeling fear, your body, your water molecules, your actual water molecules Mm. are gonna be, if you're constantly feeling love, your water molecules are going to change. If you're constantly feeling gratitude, which by the way, gratitude is one of the highest forms of frequencies, you are going, your body molecule, your water molecules are actually going to change. So like the theory is from a scientific perspective and a spiritual perspective and energy perspective, thing you can't see but know it's there, is if you feel like this, if you are feeling grateful for what you already have, you're, you are literally vibrating at gratitude and because you're vibrating at this level, now the universe is going to give you more. Mm.
0: Yes. I love that you brought up Dr. Emoto's work. I literally was telling my mom about it yesterday and showing her the different uh, changes in the water, because it's really, really fascinating. You know, you, mm-hmm. all you have to do literally is just uh, type it into YouTube and just type in Dr. Emoto and you can see visually uh exactly how water changes you know when it's uh they, they he took um polluted water for example and it was like really gross looking like you just look at it as like yuck like it's pol- definitely polluted water and then right. just like vibrate that water with you know loving energy gratitude oh, positive things and right. Right. the water literally like clears up and it just looks like it's right. not the same water and it's it's it hasn't been purified in any way. It literally has just been sent good intention. It's just amazing.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, it's so, it's so crazy. And, you know, like, and and like I said earlier, it's, it's humanely possible to be positive all the time, right? Like it's just, we're human, things happen. I get it. Mm. Um, But I think also giving yourself grace, because a lot of times people aren't giving themselves grace. They are talking bad to themselves. Imagine, you know, we are our worst critic. Imagine our boss at a job talking to you the way you talk to yourself. You would have fired the boss. You would have left the job. Day one. So it's like, give yourself grace, you know, and tell yourself that you love her or he or they And just really, really, really acknowledge that. Yes, think positive, but also give yourself grace.
0: Mm. Yes, honor yourself truly. And I think a a big part of your message today has been honoring yourself and what is truly true for you, basically. (laughs) And I've really enjoyed speaking with you today, Dr. Marsha. I... Wanted to ask you a question I ask every guest that's been on this show, and that is what does summoning your superhuman mean to you?
1: Mm, It means to trust, trust myself, and trust the universe that anything that I want can happen.
0: Nice, <laughs> like actual goosebumps. <laughs> That's beautiful. And so, uh, the work you're doing now—you, you—this is this is your bread and butter now. You're working with people, helping them manifest their their goals and their their desires.
1: Yes. Yes. So right now what I'm doing is I, I take one-to-ones, I only take a few a quarter, and this is the last quarter of the year. So I'm taking a couple more people and we talk all things manifestation as it relates to your life. You know, we, I dive into how to rewire the subconscious mind. I talk about all the cool tricks and, and tips, and I really talk about Really, how to manifest and how to manifest what you want, and how to believe in yourself and trust that whatever you want is possible. Mm-hmm. And right now, I'm taking one to ones.
0: Fantastic. And how well? I'll I'll put all of the how to, the hows. <laughs> isn't it funny? I'll put it the how mm-hmm. to connect with Marsha uh, in the show notes, and I encourage you to not only connect with her if this is feeling like it's the right vibration for you, pun intended. Um, but also, if there's anything that we've spoken about on the show, and I normally do this after I, I you know, record the show, but I, I want to do it right now with you because in the moment I'm feeling like if there is something that has stuck out to you today, whether it's the 369 method, or it's the gratitude, or it's any of the little nuggets that we've we've laid out for you today, I want you to commit to one of those things and do it and commit to it for at least a month and see how yes. that feels if it's writing something down every day, or if it's just the five gratitude, uh, you know, things at the end of the day, just commit to something right now that stood out to you and and do it for a month. And uh, yeah. yeah, let us know, connect to us and and let us know if there was something that we particularly spoke about. And yeah, I I, I truly hope that this is the beginning of something big for you. And I want to thank you. Dr. Marsha for taking time today to speak with us and to share your story. So thank you so much.
1: Thank you so much for having me. This was great. This is really great. I love it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't think this will be the last time we speak, but I honestly, thank you so much. And thank you for listening right to the end. So to reward that, (laughs) no, honestly, if you're feeling Like you're stuck in a mundane situation, whether that be career, relationship or whatnot, or you're just unsatisfied with where you're at at this point of time. It's something truly valuable in taking away the time for yourself to think about what you truly want and just making a decision to do it. You know, because if the last few years hasn't taught us that life is too short to just stick around to what feels safe because it can all change in an instant and if you were told that you only had six months to live what would you change right now i just want to leave you with that because life is too precious to be doing what you think you should be doing so honor yourself and manifest the life of your dreams and learn to believe in yourself superhuman So with that being said, strengthen your mind, body and soul muscles and stay amazing.